Welcome to Also Cool Sounds Like. We feature the stories and creative journeys of musicians in and around Montreal. We're having conversations about where their musical inspiration comes from, what keeps them going, and what navigating the industry is like today. I'm your host, Gwen Rowley, and today I have the pleasure of sitting down with Magi Merlin. Welcome! Hi! Can you introduce yourself? My name is Magi Merlin. I'm a Montreal-based musician from Montreal Girl, and I uh, like to skateboard. I like to make music with my best buddy, Funky What, and I like to vibe in the sun. It's my favorite thing to do. I'm a, it's hard to classify, I guess, but like an alternative R&B, neo-soul musician, just vibing, you know? (laughs) Could you talk about where your name comes from? The origin story of my name is actually kind of funny. My mom got pregnant with me, (laughs) as as it happens, and... um, I, while she was pregnant with me, a lot of my family, extended family members started getting like dreams of like a little girl pointing at the sky. I mean, I want to be named after that star. And so my grandfather um, asked the little girl in the dream what the name of the star was, because this is like, I think, a reoccurring situation. And she was like, Magi. So it was all like audio or auditory as like a message. And so they didn't actually know the spelling of my name. So legally, my name is spelled M-A-J-A-I-I. We only realized it was properly spelled M-A-G-I like later in life. That's why I go by that because it's technically okay. the right spelling. But yeah, that's um, my magical little story. Can you talk a little bit about your influences? Lots of different things inspire, like, my writing. Well, my first ever love uh, when it came to writing was Frank Ocean. It kind of, like, introduced me to another way of, like, seeing lyrics and, like, how you can write in a song and, like, what kind of story you can tell. I always thought he kind of wrote, like, a rapper and how much information he's able to convey in such a short amount of time or a little space. If you had to choose, Channel Orange or Blonde? (gasps) Oh. <laughs> Sorry, is that a, oh, my, a my, cruel question? <laughs> um, I feel like blonde, actually. I think there's like this more, uh, like Channel Orange is like more in a vein that I would describe as like contemporary mm-hmm. R&B, but like a really interesting, cool take on that. But the blonde, I feel like there's, I don't know, a journey. And I, I also really like the fact that it took me a while to really settle into it. And I like when a project makes me do that. I also really love Hiatus Coyote. It's the harmonies for me. Fucking crazy, crazy. I love that. And there's also like Chicken Grease, you know, D'Angelo. More recently, Eliza, Sky Without Stars, I believe, is that project. I'm like obsessed with that project. I've like heard it 65 times. And more recently, also Live. That's been like a production influence for sure. And then when it comes to actually writing, I'm inspired a lot by like things that annoy me (laughs) so like (laughs) capitalism misogyny like race like my identity well love classic stuff but it's mainly like frustration and and like analyses that that really like get my gears going Mm. (laughs) they get me going and even like the things that I'm reading so right now like I'm reading come as you are uh, which is about sex, and that's always, like, fascinating. And before that, there was a lot of stuff I was reading about, like, 
the stars and like like sciency books mm-hmm. Neil deGrasse Tyson I was like okay introduction to like the sciency side of things I was like whoa super obsessed for a second is there a song that, that comes up in with the sciency stuff yeah I feel like no ego hey, hey. that was more like philosophy actually it was optimistic nihilism mm-hmm. that that I kind of got introduced to at the time my perspective on things like I find yeah astrophysics and stuff like that they kind of get me like give me this wider uh perspective on my life and then that's kind of what inspires me because I have like a different perspective Mm. yeah how did you get started in music I feel like I've always been started (laughs) like the idea has been always in my head I don't know when that inserted into my brain because I think around like five or six I was watching like Alvin and the Chipmunks on TV. There was a song, I don't, I honestly have no idea which song it was, but I was like that, I was like, I need, I wish I had written that. I loved it so much. I was like, I want to, I want that song to be my song that I wrote it, you know? And I went to my dad and I was like, listen to this song I wrote. And then I sang the song after like maybe 30 minutes. I felt so incredibly guilty. See, plagiarism could never. Then I think that idea of like creating something in the vein of like music kind of, I don't know, planted in my brain. Before I was able to like write, I would have dreams of poems and I'd be like, mom, like, and I would recite the poem from like my dream and then she would write it for me. The, the rest I'm not even sure like I remember those more vividly than like even like my later years when I was writing actual songs the idea of creating music has always been in my head and there were times where I'm like oh I don't know if I should do this for sure like I, I was like I felt a little bit uncertain about it at times but I always kind of got brought back to it I took it more seriously when I decided to quit university mm. that actually with Shouts out to my mom. She was the one who was like, why don't you just quit university? You know, little crazy girl. She, I was just like so miserable. Um, it was like my after my first year. Sometimes I need like permission <laughs> to mm. do something. So her saying that really helped. There was something that I also wanted to talk to you about because I found this Exclaim article where it was like throwback photos. Yeah. And there was the one of you that you described as Tumblr indie guitar girl. Could you maybe talk about how you came from that guitar girl sound to the sound that you have now? Okay, yes. I mean, that in high school, that is definitely, that was my truth. I was the kook. I was indie guitar girly. I was really trying to go for it. Um, i <laughs> Um, when I was in CGEP, though, I started looking for people to work with instead of just with guitar. Because I, I wanted, I picked up guitar very loosely, just only to put music to my lyrics. I was never like a passionate guitar player. I was really like, G chord, let's go. Like, perfect, <laughs> let's write to that. It was when I really wanted to like start collaborating with like producers okay. that, that I think that I um, was able to find my sound. Because I knew... I didn't want to be in a band and I didn't want to be singing with a guitar. So like that I knew. And yeah, after meeting like producers, I was like, oh, the possibility is amazing. So is um, guitar like the first instrument that you feel like you came to then? Yeah, that was that was I just the first one that I had access to because my stepdad had a guitar and I was like, there it is. (laughs) Perfect. 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 
Magi works closely with Funky What, a longtime collaborator and beatsmith. Magi tends to lean into these types of collaborations. I saw that you have this collaboration with Busting the Bass that came out yeah. like this week. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and then before that, you had one with Fernie that came out. So what do you like about collaborating with people? So collaboration, I think, is like literally everything. It's like everything, everything in music. I think it's everything in the arts. I think it's everything in life. Let's go big. I think there's no way that you can do sick things alone. I think like everything has to do with community and I'm not going to think of the things that Fernie's going to think of. I'm not going to think of the things that like the Busty Boys are going to think of, you know? Mm. And that allows me to like think differently about how I want to approach something. And that keeps me evolving. Like I, I fully attribute all of my personal growth as a musician and as a person to everyone that I'm around. Like I take no credit, you know what I mean? Like everyone else is just super sick and I'm like, like <laughs> latch it onto them, you know? And I would never have thought I would be able to have written on a song as, as crazy as that busty track. Like <laughs> I, I heard it for the first time and I was tripping. I'm like, what? am I supposed to do on this? It was just like a tale, like a story from start to finish. There's no returning and all. It's like, I was so shook and it was such a fantastic challenge. I'm like so much better for it. Yeah, it was like a great gift actually being being sh- like asked to sing on that track. I feel like you collaborate with people, but then when you're doing these personal themes, you mm. do it as a solo artist. What's like the difference between working by yourself and collaborating and what themes uh. do you like to explore? It's interesting because I'm technically never working alone, right. but like when it comes to writing, that is always me mm-hmm. by myself. And that's why I think that like it's my solo perspective when it comes to that lyricism and stuff like that. And like the, even the melodies and stuff that I I'm doing it is quite personal to me that's why I feel like it's 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 really cool because I really have the best of both worlds and like being able to go internally and and figure things out on my own but then also have this outside perspective usually like when it comes to themes it's really like whatever's going on or whatever's brewing in this little brain of mine <laughs> Magi released an EP in 2022 called Gone Girl, one of Exclaim's 50 best albums of 2022. It explores identity, racism, relationships, and a breakup. Can we maybe talk a little bit about your first album, Gone Girl? (laughs) Can you tell me, like, what was the concept behind this first album? Yes. The Gone Girl project is now, like, a person to me. It's kind of like this girl... You could say it's me. I mean, me at the time, I suppose. But now it's just another person. (laughs) This girl who's kind of like looking internally and doing a lot of work at fixing things uh, like trauma or just like a lot of introspection and kind of deriving a lot of confidence from that. And like a lot of like anger and like frustration and kind of cultivating that and making that into a powerful dancey bop, you know, just a tale of that, like me or whoever, (laughs) being like a confident, pissed off girl. And that's kind of where I was writing from at the time. And I really felt very, like I said, no ego is about like optimistic nihilism. Um, Milkweed is kind of like this diss track about a person I was seeing at the time. I was just like, fuck you, everybody. (laughs) 
And uh, that's where I was at at the time, which which felt nice, but I'm like, I'm somewhere new now. <laughs> <laughs> where does the name come from then, Gone Girl? Gone Girl. It's actually from this other song that didn't end up on the project. Okay. <laughs> I was writing from the perspective of... Um, you know the movie Gone Girl. I was gonna, I was thinking maybe it was from the movie, but I it wanted was, to let no, you say no, that. Exactly, yeah. It's it's from the movie Gone Girl and that that cool girl monologue. I was writing from that perspective, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'll be sick if this the project's called Gone Girl. You know, I'm like writing from this like mad, angry woman perspective, which I was very much identifying with, and still kind of do. <laughs> Milkweed. Yeah. Where were you when you wrote this song? Where was I? Where was I? I feel like I was in my kitchen or something like that. I think I was like at my apartment for the writing of this song. So Funky will show me tracks that he'll make. This is what we would do before. Now I think we've been kind of more in in the gear of like starting tracks together. Mm-hmm. But he like makes so many beats like on his own. So he'll just go... And like go down and be like, and when I'll tell him to stop or he'll be like, oh, you should try something on this. And so Milkweed was just one of those. And I took it home and I freestyled, I think, in my kitchen. And then at the time I was seeing a guy who was like long distance and I felt like he was in- feeling entitled to my time. <laughs> Fuck you, babe, you ain't entitled to my time. That was my diss track. <laughs> but he's very nice, so... <laughs> I, I literally was like, hey, like, I hope you don't mind, but I, like, kind of wrote this song about you. <laughs> I still like you a lot. Like, don't you that. Even in my in diss tracks, I'm not trying to be, like, a huge bitch or anything. So, like, I was still trying to, like, emphasize the fact that I really do care about, like, his growth and, like, wanting to watch him grow. So there is, like, a full little section there about that. Uh, stay working on your goals. I'm down to watch you grow. I'm all on the nose about it, but you know how it is. Stay working on your goals. I'm down to watch you grow. And then I'll be eating on the road. I bake rhymes, baby. That's just like this is the, o- the always a thing that has been a bit of, of trouble with me and my partnerships is um, like not. <laughs> That, like not that I don't prioritize my partners, but like music is always above everything else uh, in my life, um, and sometimes that is a little bit of there's trouble there mm. um, in my relationships, and that's why I realized like I I think I really need somebody who's as obsessed with whatever their thing is as I'm obsessed with my thing. But yeah, it's different when like you're with somebody and like you're able to grow kind of at the same pace and that's really nice i love that and i think that i found that (laughs) um but yeah children of fate what is this song about this song is about um nepotism and <laughs> i was thinking like i was like 
thinking about interviews uh, at the time, like just interviewing for just a, any type of job. I thought uh, you meant like this. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not interviews like that. No, no. um, just a job. And I felt like it, that was super weird um, that you kind of have to sell yourself. And, and then that had me thinking about like nepotism and how they don't really have to do that. And there's like a bit of resentment there, but then also, um, especially in the industry that I'm working in, it is all about who you know, like, mm. like all about who you know. And once you find somebody who knows somebody, like you're kind of in, and that in and of itself is sort of like in line with this idea of nepotism. And so it's like, I'm talking shit, but at the same time, need it. Who are you to take a love During the breakdown of children, I looked up like what are basic interview questions and I was like saying it in a British accent. I'm like, perfect, let's just like crank it and like <laughs> do weird shit. It's sick how it's like uh, kind of heavy for on the floor, like house shit and like I feel like people um, especially at least when I play it live, people seem to resonate with it, even if they don't necessarily know what I'm talking about. It kind of has this marchy. Where do you want people to like listen to this? Do you feel like this is a good in-person song? Oh yeah, for sure. Especially the part, there's like the second verse, I'm like kind of yelling, people are like, I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, okay, perfect, we're all on the same page, let's go. On my bed, I want to kick it. I feel like it definitely hits the nicest on huge speakers and you can like feel the, yes. the bass and stuff. Maybe if you could talk about just that album cover and yeah. like how the cover art came to be for that. Yes. So I had like a, a vision of red and like gold and super like like opulence and confidence and all that and I um reached out to my friend Vlad so he styled me and there's a girl named Jennifer she took the photos and the pictures they came out so incredibly well and then I reached out to another visual artist who did the kind of like 3D mm -hmm. rendering look of it afterwards and I really wanted everything to feel kind of like expensive or like <laughs> like plasticky or not plasticky, like metallic and heavy and very like solid. But I wanted it to be really um, confident in its vibes. <laughs> Do you think about aesthetics and visuals a lot in your artistry or are you more of a audio person? No, definitely. It's so funny because right before I came here, I was with one of my friends, Gab, who actually made a lot of my clothes and like styles me a lot so I was with her and I was showing her some of my new stuff and I was like talking about the plan for the, like the next project and the, the visuals that I was seeing and she was like yes like there's this color and that color and that, and that. I'm like oh my god absolutely there is reds there but it's like the elements like metal but over like think a new zin like what's the warehouse <laughs> factory, factory, factory yeah <laughs> but overgrown like it's like abandoned and there's just like there's sun like peeking oh, yeah. through but it's dark in there mm. and it's really hot it's like a hot summer sticky everyone's sweaty 
and they're all partying in this abandoned warehouse. <laughs> it just gets me going. Like to be able to talk about what the music looks like after it's created is it's just a part of it. It's like another really exciting aspect of making music. And that's what I, I was saying about like collaboration. It's like mm. everything that I do is so rooted in everyone that I'm around and all of, like these talented, talented people that I get to to talk to and get inspired from. The visual aspect is like so much fun to me. I think it like it belongs together. Like a really strong visual element is like essential for to accompany really strong music because you're doing a disservice to the music to not really try to make sure that everyone knows what it looks like. Mm. Does that make sense? I guess I'm a very visual person. I I just like consuming uh, music videos and just like and films and. I went to school in Sijap in like as a multimedia film editing directing yeah. like a, so I did that first there was a bunch of things I did in school where I was like what can I do to insert this back into music so it was like always strategic <laughs> I watch a lot of long form YouTube content that's where I'm at right now me too <laughs> in my in my days yeah I that and like sometimes some TV shows me and my partner are watching the L word. <gasps> <Me too. laughs> We're moving on to the rapid fire end of the interview mm. part. This is very like high school superlatives. What's something people don't know about you? <gasps> <laughs> What's your deepest, darkest oh secret? Oh my god! What's something? <laughs> Literally. Ah, uh, shit. Okay. Uh, something people don't know about me. Aye, aye, aye. This is so hard. Oh my god. I feel like I'm, I say everything. I'm actually like not a secretive person at all. I feel like a lot of people know everything. Every day, I eat the same thing for breakfast. Except for today. Except for today. Um, which is toast, a uh, fried egg, and four pieces of cheese. I have to be careful because I think I'm lactose intolerant. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I'm kind of lactose intolerant. You don't even know that. <laughs> yes, it's even a secret to me. I want to ask you, what's next for you in 2023? What's next? Right now I'm working on a project. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when it will be released, but it'll definitely be soon spring or like early fall who knows uh, <laughs> i don't know so <laughs> what are some themes you want to explore in your music lately it's been i don't want to say it's not been pessimistic it's been very like i've been broody mm. i've been moody i've been crazy right <laughs> lately for real i've been very moody girl okay yeah so you can expect that from me all right <laughs> oh i feel like i got it Thank you for listening in general. Yeah, that's all. This season of Also Cool Sounds Like is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Gwen Rowley, and Aviva Lassard in collaboration with Also Cool Magazine. Shout out to the Also Coolers, Malaika Astorga, Zoe Argeropoulos-Hunter, Holly Hiltz, and Rebecca Judd for their editorial support. Our intro music is by Jacob Lassard, and the show's artwork is designed by Vasco Cavallero. 
Check out the magazine at alsocoolmag.com or on Instagram at alsocoolmag. We'll include a link to Magi Merlin's music in the show notes. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. If you would like to be featured on the show or want to recommend an artist, email us at podcast at alsocoolmag.com. Thanks for listening. It's Magi Merlin here, and you should go and listen to the podcast and also cool sounds like the podcast. <laughs> Talk to her, do that again. <laughs> the only podcast. The only podcast. <laughs> also cool sounds like, okay? Ding, ding, ding. That was the Disney Channel logo. <laughs>